When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. together for a couple of weeks uh so it's really nice to talk to both you guys and i think i second this with all of us we kind of use this raptors podcast as an outlet for all three of us because one we're friends but we don't really get a chance to like be together all the time all of us have different things going on but we kind of use this time to not only talk about something that we love but just like you know know that we're here for each other so whatever we're going through we always love to talk about it between us on our chats and between in this podcast so i really appreciate you guys being here and all three of us finally being together again uh and it's not with the faint of heart knowing that uh there is so much stuff going on in this world and i just wanted to start off by say, talking about like you know outside of basketball uh how the overturn of Roe versus Wade. And I just wanted to say at the bottom of my heart, I I'm not a I'm not someone who can talk about someone's body uh, at all and let alone a woman's body. Uh, and just thinking about my wife being pregnant right now, I I can't fathom how much heartache it is for women around the world thinking about them not and being allowed the right to an abortion. And I just wanted to say that that's that's disheartening. And whoever thinks that they're alone, um, you're not. And I think that is an appalling move of Congress, I guess. I, I, we're not American citizens, so we can't all say. But that all that doesn't I mean is, anything. <laughs> that, this I, is exactly. Start, it's, 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 it's more of like a human rights thing. Like no one should be able to, to tell what or what not anybody can do with their bodies Mm. so i just wanted to start off with that say that that's that's wrong and i hope that the states 
understand this. Someone like, you know, a state like California who is still allowing legal abortions. Uh, and I hope that, you know, other states also do the same thing. But, you know, clearly we can't, we, there, that's, it's, you know, it's, it's a hard subject to talk about because one, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a woman, but I just feel like this is a bad bad move i don't know if you guys wanted to, to to say a part of that as well uh, but i just want yeah to point uh, it out to i you. don't feel that it's a bad move i know that it's an appalling move um i right. think it's absolutely. absolutely disgusting i feel like this insinuation that people um people partake in, in abortions with the intention to kill are completely stupid and are full of lunacy um the idea of an abortion is typically to protect the mother of you know, if she's in, if she's going through some sort of pregnancy-related issues, um, a lot of uh, miscarriages require an abortion. A lot of um, actual delivery uh, traumas require similar types of things. Or like, you know, if you're like going through, if, if you're going through, you know, the, the caring of a baby over nine months, so many things can happen. And mm -hmm. uh, just from a medical, biological standpoint alone, the amount of things that can happen to the mom carrying the child, um, like it's it's kind of a necessity for so many things. And furthermore, a lot of people who don't wish to carry, uh, you know, if they've uh, conceived by accident and they can't carry a child, they do so knowing that they're not going to be able to provide for the child. And this insinuation of, oh, you can adopt a child. Yeah. And how many or you could set up, you could place the child on adoption how many uh, of those children actually get picked up how, how many of them uh have really tough childhoods in these adoption centers because they never get picked up or they get sent to not loving parents or there are so many other factors and i feel like blanketing over so many of these with bullshit statements just to pressure people as if most people on earth who have ever had an abortion, if not all people have done so, you know, with the utmost of ease and joy. No, this is a difficult mm -hmm. decision for so many people. They don't do it because they want to have abortion. They do it for a myriad of other reasons. And at the end of the day, it's their fucking bodies. Not, it's not the men's body. And if you see so many people who overturned this, you know, overturned this legislation, um, we're men like they should not have a damn say over what women can or cannot do with their bodies. And at the end of the day, they don't have to justify a damn thing. They don't have to give a single explanation. They are allowed to do what they feel is right for their body and their safety and their mentality and their future, and their legacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is bullshit. And unfortunately, this is not the end of it. And any Canadians that feel like they are safe from this, good luck. Yeah, and what, one point that you mentioned about this being something voted by just men is, is I believe it's just a, a a group of fifty men, right? Like that's it. Like they they those and I, I please well, it's not just me. men, but it's a majority, right? Right, right. Understood. But like, sorry, I should clarify that. What I mean by this is this was overturned by a total of fifty five zero individuals. Again, please correct me if I'm wrong. This could be a lot more. I don't know, but. From what I remember reading somewhere was that that's it. The 50 individuals decided this, the overturning of this, and that decides the fate of millions and millions of Americans. That's that's really disheartening to hear. Um, 
And I, I actually, I don't have much to add other than what you both have both eloquently said, other than the fact that out of this, I mean, if, if I'm going to try to get a, uh, I don't even, I wouldn't even call it a silver lining, but outside of the obvious anger that many have over this is I'm actually seeing quite a bit of bravery. And that comes from various women who are speaking out and talking about what they've gone through in their past related to this and, and needing to, at that time, have an abortion or or at least have the choice, right? And I'm seeing a lot of bravery around Twitter and, and I applaud all those women who are speaking up right now to to say their piece because that's, that's something super personal. That's something that you shouldn't need to share with the world, but their stories are being shared. And I think that it's shining a light on something that's like, that, well, it didn't really need to be shown on, but now that the decisions come out, it has. And again, I guess shout out to the women who are who are brave enough to share their stories of struggle with with birth and and, and pregnancies, and and hopefully it something changes because I, I agree that this is egregious and uh, it's it's quite unfortunate. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's all I got to add to this. Is, is shout outs mm-hmm. to the women who are brave enough to speak up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just wanted to shine some light on that because I think it's a it's a heinous decision. It's a hard thing to kind of transition over that, but I wanted to also talk about the extremely dumb uh, comments that that one expert, Chris Broussard, talked about uh, when he was talking about Toronto. Your camera's not uh, on. You didn't, they didn't see you do put the quotation marks around expert. Good. Ex, ex, I just wanted to quote unquote expert. Uh, he, I don't, I'm, I'm sure everyone has seen this, but he basically said something of like, you know, Katie doesn't want to play in Toronto. I've visited there many times. I want to quote unquote that as well. And, you know, it's a great city, but it's not America. That's the only thing that he said is true. And you feel it when you get there. I'm telling you, especially, and this is what kind of got everyone irate, especially as an African-American, it's a different situation than African-Americans are used to being in. Now, again, I'm not an African-American. I'm a uh, first-generation agent of descent, and I I can't speak about that. However, I can tell you that there that is a pretty outrageous statement to say, mainly because we have a extremely diverse um population. Uh I believe it's like 50% uh of immigrants of this in in the city of Toronto, 8.9% of them are of African American descent and it's it's just like you can't you're you're on one of the largest sports analysis show in the uh all of North America and you're going to say something like as an African American the Kevin Durant doesn't want to go there because they are treated differently in Canada. Like that's absurd, man. That that was a dumb statement. And him, he keeps on doubling down, saying something like, "You know, Canada's a great city, but it's it, it just how how African Americans are being treated differently." And so you have people like Richard Jefferson saying that Toronto is a great city, and and of course, like. Uh, Chris Boucher uh, spoke out. Uh, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson spoke on on Twitter. Like this, that was Chris Broussard. Man, what are you talking about? What a dumbass, man! Yeah, he's uh, and he. You're right. He kept digging himself a deeper and deeper hole as he tried to clarify his statements on, on Twitter. Um, again, this is this kind of points back to what I was saying earlier about you know 
the the brave women who are stepping up. Now what we're seeing is just everyone is stepping up and and speaking their piece. And it's kind of cool to see all of those who are coming out to defend the this city and this country, right? Um, it's obvious that you know he's 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 doing it for the attention, right? And this is the same mm-hmm. network that has Skip Bayless on and Stephen A. Smith on a regular basis spewing all kinds of things to to garner clicks. Um, this is just another one of those. Um, this one struck a chord, obviously, very much here in Toronto and in Canada because it's an attack on us. But um, you know, it's it's one of those things where where I was really happy to see who would jump in. I, I would right. The second I heard it and saw it, I knew who would speak up, and that would be, you know, namely Raptors Twitter or the Raptors media folks. But again, you kind of pointed out some of the other folks who have jumped in, right? And that's nice to hear, right? Like whether it is someone who used to be on the Raptors like Hollis Jefferson or someone, or even as as far back as Derek Martin, I think that was pretty cool because that right, that's a right, way yeah. back Raptor, right? So it's been kind of mm-hmm. cool to see that because I think a lot of the times in media, there are those talking heads who are saying things to get us all riled up and get the attention, but uh, it's up to us to kind of put them in their place. But also, it's kind of cool to see, again, that, that we're, we're seeing those speak up and, and see who really knows Toronto for, for what it is. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not spending any more than, than another additional 10 seconds on this guy. I'm done speaking about mm-hmm. him. Yeah, um, I don't want to say much at all because I also feel like I can cannot really comment on, you know, the experience that a lot of people face when it comes to being a marginalized community. I I cannot speak on that behalf. What I can say, however, is to the point that you've already brought up, Jay. I'm getting exceptionally sick and tired of analysts who basically just spew nonsense and it's knowingly said as nonsense because they knew it's going to garner hits what we need to do as people is to stop viewing these videos stop watching these channels to see what they're going to say next don't give them the time of day and all i can hope for is that we continue to get jj reddick's we continue to get Draymond <laughs> Green if they don't make the playoffs. Former players who turning analysts so we can get rid of people who have to yell louder to be heard because their points are not correct. That's oh, all I'm going to say about that. I was about to help your point there and say that that's, that's actually an easy ask because they're all under the same network. But then you mentioned J.J. Redick. I'm like, damn, he's on that network too. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you there, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's, it is, uh, it's a pretty toxic net, net, uh, network to be watching but at least yeah. there are the jjs and the draymonds right so well, i'm talking more right. about like the podcasts you know and like, yeah, oh, yeah that's true good point. good point yeah all right so give, give me like a, a <laughs> give me like a tnt show of jj cj mccollum draymond danny green, green. danny oh, green. Form, so. yeah that's it this this would be that would actually be actually toss in, show. toss in, just so we could get some WNBA action in there as well. Uh, and I don't care if yes. listeners are getting angry about this. Toss in Candace Parker, who's really good as well. Oh, she's Candace is so good. You've My got God. a team. Yeah, yeah, you've got That's a team. Right. See, we 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 already got it better than the first take or whatever the hell that show is called. Okay, <laughs> guys, sugarcoating it no longer. KD. Okay, so <laughs> before. Again, we, we haven't spoken for a couple of weeks. 
And since then, you know, a couple of things have already happened for the Toronto Raptors in particular. And we'll talk about that after the break. But the biggest thing what's happening so far, and we've been, you know, messaging back and forth. And I'll be honest, uh, Jay, I, I don't have, and, and a lot of people do, and I understand why, but I don't have uh, Woj and or Shams as a notification. The reason why is because, one, I don't want to get spoilers. And two, Jay, you and Dre, I think you can attest to this. Jay is usually the one who breaks news to us. Uh, so I will try. So I will try. Yeah, but, but the thing is, like, because I believe that you quiet, have Jay, because <laughs> they've but, been quiet. Damn it! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was just, I'm just waiting. I have, I'm just waiting for the WhatsApp ping from Jay to see if anything was happening with the KD situation. Now, nothing has happened yet, and I'm time stepping this. Okay, we're, we're recording this on Friday in the afternoon uh, on July 8th. Nothing has happened yet. And there is a numerous amount of people uh, of, of high caliber, I say, uh, free agents that are still on the market. But we're all waiting to see what Katie and I guess in a certain extent Kyrie is going to do or more so what the Nets are going to do with those two players. Or literally now, any team. Like there's been very little action mm-hmm. outside of the Gobert thing. I think every team has been scared to do a trade afterwards because that was the first one. That was the first noteworthy one. And it's like, yes. oh, shit, we have to give up five players and four picks. Ugh, OK, well, yeah. let me reassess what I have to do. <laughs> So this is the thing. KD is already on a four-year contract with the Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets have, you know, they have, uh, I guess, leverage in a way. Um, but the thing is, the people who KD, I guess the teams that KD has said that he wants to go to is either the f- the number one seed on both sides, either Miami or Phoenix. Now, the thing about Miami is that people don't understand because, and Jay, I want to ask you about the whole uh, rookie designation rookie contract. contract. Yes. So Miami mm. cannot trade Bam and Abayo because of that contract. At the same time, uh, they can't, uh, Brooklyn also can't trade for Aiton because of the same. Uh, I think Aiton's a bit different. Aiton's actually a bit different. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So with, with Bam... Okay. So can you explain this to yeah, us? Yeah, Bam, Bam is on a rookie designation contract, and this was one of the, the newer CBA rules, which is trying to prevent super teams. Um, so you can kind of credit Kevin Durant, ironically, for that rule. But um, on this rookie... Desi- <laughs> so rookie designation contracts, you're only allowed one per team. And currently they have one in Ben Simmons. So... They technically could right. trade for Bam Adebayo, but that also means they have to trade away Ben Simmons. Um, there have been zero discussions about Ben Simmons being traded, but then again, things can change, especially if you can try to pair up um, Adebayo on that team, but then who's left on that team? So long story short, you're right. Bam is pretty much off the table. Good. Um, and then with with Aiden, his situation gets really ugly because his requires he's an unrestricted free agent. Right, and he needs to be signed first in order to be traded. Um, so Phoenix has to sign and trade him, and it gets a bit ugly and dicey. And I, there's there are I won't get into the minutia about why, but it's just just trust me when I say that it's it's very difficult and that a third team would okay. need to be included. So from all of the Brian Winhurst, uh, Zach Lowe, Woj, all of them are saying that the best and the easiest linear package that can happen is from 
the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can now, I just? I, lot... I apologize to interrupt. We have breaking news. It's not. It's, it's not. Oh. It's not what we were hoping for. But the Raptors have just signed DJ Wilson. Uh, oh, he had a nice little uh, spat with the team last year. Uh, came across some unfortunate injury during his ten day contract, but the team liked him and apparently nice. good enough to sign him to a deal. Uh, we can delve into the specifics after, but just want to interrupt you there for that breaking. Okay, case. I know that he's playing in the summer league. He is in the summer he's, league. And I thought that was a good sign that they yeah. they want to audition him to come back. Yeah. But the fact that they've signed him kind of changed the calculus a bit about how this team is going to be constructed, um, because that is one of the final roster spots left. Um, I'll get into that later. Maybe we can talk about it after the break. Okay, so he's okay. going to be traded for KD as well. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> See, what this is the thing. Mean? I wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> What, what, insert Brian Windhorst meme, what kind of, the packages that are being thrown around are ridiculous. Ridiculous. We, we I've, I've heard uh, uh, Siakam and freaking Scotty Barnes with three draft picks. I've heard Fenven Vliet with OG and Anobi and like four draft picks. The, the thing I want to ask you guys straight out, okay, who is untouchable? Uh, for the Toronto Raptors in in for a trade for KD, is it Scotty Barnes? Is it Pascal? Is it Fred? What do you guys think? Like, am I a personal opinion or what I yeah, believe? Personal opinion. Personal uh, opinion. Uh, yeah. We don't want to get rid of Scotty. Uh, not don't get rid of Scotty. I would say to keep Siakam and Freddie Van Vliet. I would say, you know, these uh, rumors of OG Ananobi and uh, Gary Trent Jr. I'm I'm cool with that. If, if they're on the table, um, they're great players, but I can only imagine like uh, when I think of what Durant could bring to the table, I think of final Siakam again. I think of uh, Durant and Van Vliet spreading the perimeter, both being open from deep, but they could also storm the lane if needed or Siakam could storm the lane with his, with his uh, amazing spin moves. Um, and then I think of Scotty Barnes just blossoming into an even better player. That's kind of what I envision. So, uh, yeah, OG, I, I love the guy, but if he's the guy to go for this to happen, sure. But when I heard those rumors, and I know that they're fake, when I heard those rumors of Scotty Barnes, that's when I was like, okay, no, it's not worth it. Like, we need to hang on to Scotty Barnes as much as possible. He is mm-hmm. a godsend and the steal of the draft. Absolutely. Jason, what do you think? My, Who's untouchable? So here, here's the thing. Um, it's hard. It's hard to say because this is why I named this episode now versus then because Kevin Durant. It's it, he's arguably like if healthy, you know, a parenthesis. If he's healthy, he's a top five player in the NBA, if not top two or top one. I don't know wherever you put him, and he is whoever has him on your on the team that team is skyrocketing to number one as a as a contender uh top three as a contender for a championship but we can't pretend that katie isn't turning 34 and that brooklyn didn't just get swept by boston with katie playing but that's also also brooklyn is a is a farce of a team is 
Right. They're 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 a terrible team outside of Kyrie and, and Katie, hundred percent. So you add that to a contending team, uh, like the Toronto Raptors, and automatically you're gonna be like number one contention. But this is the problem with also someone like KD, and I'm talking about like if Luca ever wanted to get traded, if Giannis ever wanted to get traded, if you're gonna get if if you're not a unrestricted free agent, the in order to acquire you as a player, you're, they're going to have to give up so many things. So if Katie comes to the Raptors and there's no Pascal, there's no Fred, there's no Scott, there's no Pratt, like who the hell is there? It's basically Brooklyn all over again. So I don't think, a hundred percent, I don't think Scotty should be uh, traded, but I think that's the catalyst. Am I comfortable with Pascal being traded? Absolutely not. But I think that's the asking price. So I'm probably like the the peak of it would probably be like a Pascal and OG and like a pick or two. But like that that's guaranteeing that we get like you know at least two years healthy. But like it's so hard if you if you look at the the trade rumors that are out there, like you know. Uh, they uh, the Nets were asking Minnesota for both Cat and Anthony Edwards and like four first round draft picks, or like the Lakers were asking for, or Brooklyn was asking the Lakers for like LeBron and Anthony Davis and like three draft picks. Like all of this is ridiculous, right? So, what does is Katie worth uh and like a lot? Yes, is he worth the entire future of the Raptors organization? No. So mm-hmm. I would say keep. You know, if Scotty is in the mix and like a bunch of draft picks, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, Jay, what about and you? And just for me, uh, just to go back to your original question about who's untouchable, I think it's really just, just Scotty for me. Um, I think so too. You, yeah, you, I think so too. Yeah. You can a close second would be Pascal, but if push comes to shove and and they really are, if you can get a deal that surrounds. Pascal, here's the thing. Um, first of all, the, the the Pascal OG you, you mentioned it, that you don't need that unless there's there's going to be more coming back with Durant. That's like a Pascal and OG to get Durant and Seth Curry kind of deal, right? Like, but if you're, we're just Ooh, talking right. about Durant on his own, um, Pascal and a smaller contract will will do in terms of salary matching. Right. It's it's true. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. If you wanted to do uh Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes is only it's I don't even yeah, Scotty Barnes is only owed 8 million next year. So if you wanted to have that work, you're going to have to add like Scotty Barnes, Kem Birch, OJ Ginobi, Gary Trent, like all There's these different pieces. Yeah. But if you went if you went with like just, you know, again, this is all hypotheticals and we don't want this to happen. I don't like I would really be hurt if Pascal went. But yeah. if you're looking at just the numbers for next year, Kevin Durant is owed about forty three million dollars. Next year for Pascal is thirty seven. So it's pretty uh, close, so right? Like Pascal and Scotty gets it done. Pascal and Cam gets it Tim done. Birch, right? Like it's you can get Daddy it done with young. a smaller contract. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, yeah. And, so I get your point. And, you know, something I've mentioned uh, in, a, in a few places, but I'll reiterate here because I think it's important when thinking about how a deal can be constructed. It's around what are the needs of both of the teams? It's not, in my eyes, it is not get the best player on the Raptors because that is equal value. No. Look who's going to be left. Durant's gone. Kyrie is gone. Who is going to be left to lead that team? It's going to be Ben Simmons <laughs> leading that team. And who are you going to surround yeah. Ben Simmons with? Think about it from the Raptors. Like, who are you going to get from the Raptors? Would you rather surround Ben Simmons with 
two bigs who also need the ball in their hands in Pascal and or Scotty? Or do you want to surround him with shooters like OG, like Gary Trent? This is why in my mind, the OG Gary Trent package would, makes way more sense for Brooklyn because again, think about who's going to be left on that team. It works yeah. in terms of like constructing a roster where you're not just slotting in names, you're actually thinking about fit. So yeah. for me, it, it's OG and Gary Trent. It works out financially. And then you throw in a couple of picks and uh, another small contract like a Malachi Flynn or, or a Birch or even that young to make the numbers work. That to me makes more sense. I think the reason why we're not hearing of any final deals or you know closing in or almost done or whatever, the fact that it hasn't been closed is probably for two reasons. My, this is my guess, just judging from you know reading the tea leaves here. Number one is they're adamant on trying to get Scotty Barnes and Masai is adamant on mm-hmm. standing oh. firm. Yeah. Um, the other one is is you mentioned it off the top there, Jason. Is who who are the competitors? I guess in terms of a trade. For KD, uh, Miami's got nothing that they can offer. Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, Hero, his, his destinations Lowry. are not going to work out. Like the Suns are probably going to try and keep the team outside of Aiden, who wants to leave. So they're going to look for five. Like that—that's the, that, that, that's the thing. The thing with Phoenix is that he wants to play with Booker. Chris Paul is not on the table, so that leaves you with your next two big names, which are a sign and trade with Aiden and Mikhail Bridges. Let's just say they they do work that out, right? They find that third team. They, they pry Aiton away and pry away Mikhail Bridges, who I guess would be the centerpiece of that deal for, for Brooklyn. Who is he left with? It is Paul, Booker, and Durant. Is that enough? No. Uh, I don't know, man. I, their, their depth would have been hurt pretty hard with that kind of a deal. They got I don't know if I would do that. They were because of the defensive prowess, and you lose it in its entirety if you get rid of those two players. Yeah, you you basically have those three, those three perennial all stars, and you're, you're going to get Brooklyn all over again, where it's all offense, no defense, um, too too much space in between. You know, yeah. that's that's what you're looking. And like you know, you go back to Brooklyn, and it's like, and I hate saying this because I used to support this guy, I really did. Um, if Ben Simmons is the number one option on that team, they. Not, not even like not even making the playoffs like i don't even give them 20 games i'm serious and i'll tell you why it's not that he's a bad player it's not that he's a bad player but if he's bringing the ball up he can't shoot so they know to double team or triple team some of the offensive threats that he might pass it to they're gonna leave him wide open every time or clog lane every time he cannot lead that team alone he can't do it he can't be the primary playmaker if he can't shoot if he doesn't even have a mid-range shot he can't do anything. So in that same breath, it's like, you know, that's the state of Brooklyn. And that's what KD would be leaving. Why, if he is smart, why would he want to run into that all over again? That's that's what I'm going to say mm-hmm. about that. And that's what he's going to get if that's what it takes to get to Phoenix. And that's what he's going to get if it takes Adebayo or Jimmy Butler or something to go to, to, go to the Heat. I mean, they would probably keep Jimmy, but like... Um, I don't know. Like, the he would be a little bit better if they could finagle it because you know you have Lowry, who's great at two, being a two way player. You have Jimmy Butler, who's great at being a two way player. But to, if you give him out of bio, that's it. That's like the defensive core gone. And yeah, I don't know. Um, and, and just a reminder, you know, Bam can't be traded unless Simmons is gone, right? And also with Miami's deal, from a salary perspective, 
Lowry would almost certainly have to be on his way to Brooklyn if that were to happen, right? So there's a lot of moving pieces there. Again, that defense is now gone. So at some point, like, if you go to the Raptors, OG is a big part of the defense, but we have a lot of great two-way players. So you're not giving up all of your defensive capabilities. And, and remember, this is not this is not Kevin Durant's choice, right? I mean, this That's is true. all up to whatever Brooklyn will find value in. If they find that there's, if they like whatever package that Phoenix is offering, who cares about Phoenix's outcome here? They they found some value in their mm-hmm. eyes for for Durant, right? Um, and as we know, uh, they're clearly not good at assembling teams. So <laughs> who yeah. knows what they're going to say yes to? It might not even be logical for their standpoint. Who knows for the for the opposite team? Like, Brooklyn might be a stupid trade for themselves. If you want to throw some fuel to the fire, I mean, the something that kind of went under the radar here, but the the Brooklyn Nets recently signed um, former Phoenix Suns head coach, uh, Igor, I can't remember his last name. Uh, He was the coach before Monty Williams, um, signed on to Nash's staff as an assistant coach. That was DeAndre Ayton's first coach. if I'm going to overanalyze the fact that Rico Hines is coming to Toronto, I might as well overanalyze that they're bringing in Aiton's former head coach mm-hmm. into Brooklyn, right? So maybe there's mm-hmm. something there that that they're trying to sway Aiton to come to Brooklyn. But um, I guess one one final point I'm going to make is something that you mentioned earlier, Jason, about all of the the large deals that have happened already, specifically Gobert and what he was able to get. Um, Keep in mind that the players that they got, none of them were all-stars, not even close. They're borderline starters. So that is why you entice um, Utah to make the deal by adding in all those picks. If a deal comes from Toronto and involves OG and Gary Trent, and maybe there's a a Scotty there, or if it's like uh, uh, Pascal and picks, the picks aren't going to be as much. It'll probably be in, 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 or maybe it's to the fact that it's not going to be um, like they don't have to be unprotected. For example, like I wouldn't care mm-hmm. too much about the picks being a swaying factor here. I would even say that it's probably not going to be as many picks as what was received by by Utah. So I, I don't think it's the picks are going to be as big as people think. Um, I think it's because the Raptors are going to be able to offer more value in players that can contribute now. So just something right. to keep in mind when I this also, final thing is constructed. Because if I get, you know, for, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I know that Brooklyn wants to keep being competitive because most of their picks for next year is going to Houston because of the James they Harden trade. They have zero anyway. picks, exactly. So even if you hear the word right. pick swap, that's not possible because they have nothing to swap. <laughs> it's really <laughs> just, please give us picks, any picks. Right, right. That That's incredible. This situation is so messed up. and. Let me just say one thing, okay? Uh, Sean Marks, or not really more so Sean Marks, but uh, Joe Sai, he is uh, a co-founder of Alibaba, which is basically the Amazon of China. And if you don't grow a conglomerate like someone like Alibaba with a team that doesn't want to work hard. So Joe Sai does not want KD on this team, does not want Kyrie on this team. He doesn't want the headache, okay? And this is why I don't think the because i know that i'm looking at the vegas odds and everything like that and the nets uh possibility of having kd back is 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 gaining traction i don't think that's 
true. I don't think KD is going to come back. Uh, and if they do, and that's that's all on Brooklyn because he's not going to play there. He's not going to want to play there. Um, so, and I want to know your thoughts. Do you think if this if no team uh, comes with a good enough package for uh, Sean Marks, do you think KD is going to come back on on the Brooklyn Nets in training clan? Because that's going to be awkward as hell. It's going to be very, very awkward. So I would say that uh, you're, you're, I don't know what's worse than playing with fire. You're playing with lava. I don't know because it's, it's, it's going to be very toxic. You're risking a whole lot. Uh, the odds makers, you know, we haven't talked about the odds makers yet, but the odds makers seem to to fancy the idea of of Durant going back. Right now, Brooklyn has passed Toronto as the second favorite to have hmm. uh, Durant start the season with them but you're it, it's a toxic situation right he's requested a trade How, those, when do those ever really end up going well for the 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 incumbent team it never does um, Dre has a better memory than I do on this but I cannot think of a time where a player requested a trade didn't get traded and was happy to stay with the team I don't think that's ever happened in any sport to be honest so um I, I think that they're they're starting to bring in all these assets, like signing TJ Warren and so on and so forth, so that they're building for the possible end of this relationship. I really find it hard to believe that KD and Kyrie will be playing for this team next year. And if that's the case, again, right. advantage Toronto because they have the best possible package. Um, and one final note I'll say on this, on, on DeAndre Aiden, keep an eye on the Indiana Pacers. They have cap space, Mm -hmm. they have a need at center, they want to move Miles Turner, and they have a way of loving Canada. I don't know. They've they've brought in all these Canadians (laughs) on board and Indiana. Let's let's help out Toronto and uh, let's sign Aiden. So as early as uh, Saturday, I don't know what time, um, Indiana can sign DeAndre Aiden or at least give an offer sheet. The second that happens. That basically knocks Phoenix out of the running for KD because then they no longer have Aiden as a trade chip. So keep an eye on the Indiana Pacers or really anyone trying to sign Aiden on Saturday. Mm. Dre, do you think that KD is back with the Brooklyn Nets come, not even season, come training camp? Okay, so here's the thing about KD, and I have said this for years. He is the softest athlete i think i've ever seen off of the court however (laughs) however what contradicts that is that he's one of the most headstrong people on the court and that's your answer no matter what's going on he's gonna pull a jimmy butler and just continue to play until he gets his way he's he's i feel like he's still gonna show up he's not gonna set this out he has requested his trade it's obviously a thing he's headstrong on the court that's the way that i see it that's a good point. I like that answer. I, I like this uh, uh, tug and pull of like who's going to go where, where do you think Katie is going to be? Because right now the traction isn't hot. It, it's like at the at the beginning when Katie asked for the trade request, everyone was going ballistic, right? The, you know, trade requests going here and there. And then now all of, all of a sudden nothing has really happened. And now people are now the, you know, the Wojas of the world and the, and the Brian Winters of the world are saying that this is might go on throughout the whole summer. So, Let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, Katie, one of the best scorers that we've ever seen, has asked for a trade out of Brooklyn. Will he be there or will he be somewhere else? 
maybe in the TO. Well, let's take a little bit of a break. There has been action going on in in the Raptors organization. We have a little bit more time, so let's come back and we'll talk about that. Talk to you guys soon. Breaking news, guys. Breaking news. KD uh, is still the prime mac and cheese source for young undergraduates who can't afford anything else. So, um, nice. uh, KD well, dinner well, is well, fantastic. Well, but well. when it comes to KD and sports, Kraft had a bit of a legacy with the New England Patriots. So, I mean, oh, there's there that. Is. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. I'm pretty no sure the KD, like, Kraft Dinner itself, like, tweeted about KD and, and said that they voted for him to go to Toronto. I think that's the best thing in the world. Wow. Yeah. Well, that is a ringing endorsement. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Kraft Dinner. Um, I still, uh, we still eat Annie's in our household. I don't know what it is. We that's just, the like, grab it. <laughs> We, we, we like the rabbits. <laughs> we discovered that the food was actually better. So I mean, eh. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, you can't go. You can't go wrong with KD. And and I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really chew my KD. I kind of just like let it like it's so soft and supple. <laughs> and there's no point of chewing the macaroni. That could just be me. Anyway, uh, welcome back to That's a Wrap, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. Before we talked about before we talked about the Raptors, obviously we talked about KD. Uh, shoot, like there's what 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 a bombshell that came out two weeks ago but or at least a week ago uh but before we get back into that jay i wanted to ask you and i feel like this has to ring around in all of raptors uh fandom because the 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 raptors did sign somebody maybe not a player but more so in the organization and an assistant coach in a Rico Hines. Oh boy. Don't know this name. Jay, oh baby. give us the DL. Rico Hines is probably the most famous off-season individual that every single NBA star and superstar works out with in their off-season. Um, his if if y'all don't remember when Kawhi was training off season prior to coming to toronto there was a tweet of him working out with lebron with seti hosman with uh kd uh with a whole bunch of players and in the middle was rico hines sorry everyone. i just wanted to everyone yeah everyone goes to rico hines um from a raptors perspective pascal siakam a lot of his development has been thanks to Rico Hines. Um, you know, he's someone who is very well respected in NBA circles. Uh, he finally managed to finagle that into a uh, an assistant coach position with the Sacramento Kings. Um, but as we've seen, the Sacramento Kings are unsalvageable. So thankfully, yeah. <laughs> Masai has managed to pry him away. And this is on par with bringing phil handy here this is on par with bringing 
Alex McKechnie here. Like this is a this yeah. is someone who is yeah. well respected throughout NBA circles. He is the guy for player development. So whether or not the Raptors, like sorry, I should backtrack say that the second I heard about this, my first thought was to what you just referenced, Jason, was okay, there's a relationship there between Rico and KD. Maybe this signals that Katie's coming. My second thought to this is, who cares? Like, yeah, that'd be great if Katie comes here. Yeah. But like, we now have Rico Hines on staff. It's the guy that everyone goes to in their offseason for like one month at a time, two months at a time. We have him for the full 12 months. And you're going to see some mm-hmm. incredible development from each and every player on this Raptor staff. That is a huge, huge win. Totally didn't see it coming. Um I went overboard a bit and said that's even better than signing Katie. It's not, um, but um, it's going to be huge. Excitement is real. Though. Pascal's, yeah. uh, you know, continued rise is going to be seen next year. Um, you know, so if, if this trade ultimately does not happen, that's fine, folks. This is a team that's going to see some really good development. You combine Rico Hines with already the progress we're seeing out of Earl Watson, who's going to enter his second season as an assistant coach mm-hmm. of the Raptors. Guys, it is a good time to be a Raptor right now, whether or not we have KD. Rico Hines is is the real deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and like you said, I believe he has a great relationship with Earl Watson. And and if you if you uh, are on the train of you know Pascal being coming from sixteen year old kid playing basketball now to a you know third team all NBA. I want to say a lot of it goes to Rico Hines in those summer runs. So to have him on the staff, man, like you're going to see players like obviously, you know, our recent draft pick, Christian Kurloko, uh, where you're going to see, you know, play, our younger players, Malachi Flynn, uh, you know, DJ Walls, like Justin Champagne. Like you're, you're look, all of our future is bright. Our future is very bright knowing that we have someone like Rico Hines as a, on the bench. Uh, we have we did sign a couple of uh, re-sign a couple of Raptors in Thaddeus Young for two years, sixteen million with a extra performance incentive, as well as Chris Boucher for three years, thirty-five uh, million dollars. Uh, what did you guys think about those re-signings? Personally, I think this was a great fit for both of those guys, Boucher in particular. But Trey, do you have an opinion with both Thad and Boucher? Um, I mean, I feel perfectly content with the both of them. I know there's been like hits and misses with, with both of them, but I feel like, um, I feel like they're not like complete liabilities or anything, any sort of way. And any problems that they right. might have are perfectly fixable. And, you know, um, just a quick couple of cents when it comes to a uh, Heinz, that's exactly what could help you know, bringing them back on board and having a great developer, you know, they could blossom into even better players. So um, welcome back. I, I don't know. I, when they're, when they're hot, they're really fun to watch. So yeah, I, I welcome them back with open arms. Uh, And not to be outdone. We also have uh, signed Otto Porter Jr. AKA Uh, Lionel Richie, AKA Will Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Uh, <laughs> AKA recent Golden State Warrior champion. Uh, right. I, I I promised you guys, and I and I failed on this promise to find my old takes. We have old takes from like six years ago, 
or at least I do, Ooh. I'm sure you guys probably do somewhere as well, of trying to yeah. trade for Otto Porter Jr. when he was an absolute stud on the Washington Wizards. So yeah. when he was on the Wizards, man, I wanted that guy so bad. I got him. Like that guy, he kicked our ass as a wizard so many times that he he I he's a perennial uh raptor killer. He has to yeah. be, right? Yeah. Like there's a list of raptor killers. Otto Porter Jr. is on that so list. So no longer. Unless he just and really sucks for us, he, and then he is. Then well, he could be yeah, an inside job. <laughs> the, the joy of him joining this team is that he's not going to be needed a whole lot, right? He, he's going to top out at like 20, maybe 25 minutes. Like they're not, the, the, the team is not asking for a lot because he fits in just like all the other six foot nine players who have seven foot wingspans, that he's going mm-hmm. to blend in with, with Boucher and Thad off the bench. Um, to to formulate this, uh, you know, incredibly long armed defensive, uh, you know, bench core. So uh, he fits in perfectly. Where he specifically adds uh, something to the Raptors outside of him being another long and, and versatile defender on the offensive end, he was actually one of the top corner three point shooters in the league last year, and has been a at least from a percentage perspective above average um, from the corner. So that's a good area to, to kind of hone in on because obviously that's the easiest three to hit. But it offers an outlet where in, in an area that the Raptors sorely struggled in last year, and that's outside shooting, to know that whether it's Siakam or, or Barnes driving the lane, they've got someone reliable on the outside they can kick to. Um, and that was sorely needed last year. I mean, all the shooting essentially came from, you know, Precious having that hot streak, um, you know, mm-hmm. Gary Trent, Fred Van Vliet. But like now you have another option, Otto Porter Jr. that you didn't have before. And again, he fits into the defensive mindset of what Nurse is trying to build here. I'm excited with the signing. I'm glad that it, it kind of worked out. Um, you know, I had personally I had sights set on other positions, like namely backup point guard and someone who can attack the rim. Um, but this is a good find. This is a good get. And, you know, if a, a KD deal happens, um, Otto Porter is a good one to have around. He's, he's a veteran who's amazing both ways and uh, will contribute immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, So a couple of things when it comes to Thad and Boucher, I thought Thad was a, a integral. P- I think I, I wouldn't say he's as integral as Marcus all, but I think to have that veteran presence who wants to be here, who plays a certain role, he's not going to play 20 minutes a game, but he's going to be there for your uh, big guys such as Ken Birch, precious, you know, Chris, like he's going, he's going to be an integral part. So having him for two years uh, at, you know, 8 million a year, I, I say that's a pretty good get for, for someone like that. Yeah. Now Boucher, Boucher was the one that I know you and I, Jay, were talking about, like it's, going to be interesting the market that he that people are going to ask him for and i think that you said memphis might have been a good fit for him three years 35 million dollars i think that's pretty good yeah i think that was a really good deal for both uh because you know the fit for boucher he's so unique uh he's a six nine uh power forward that shoots the three uh pretty consistently at the end of the season uh, last season and he's he's getting what like 12 million dollars a year and that's that's not a bad fit for the raptors who have this unique style that only fits well with chris boucher uh i think that's a great get now with auto porter jr i think that's an okay get 
I don't. I'm not as um, excited for for Otto Porter mainly because of the concerns I have for him. He's only played 95 games in the past three seasons. Albeit he played 63 games last season, and you know he's he is a okay three point shooter at 30 39.8 as in his career, but he's not someone that's going to create his own shot. He has he needs someone to. He's not like a Gary Trent Jr. He's not like a Fred VanVleet that can get his own shot, but he is someone that we needed in the corner. So he is going to kind of be like the Danny Green of the team, right? He has a ring now. He had he is a veteran and he knows how to shoot three, knows where to be uh, on the court. So and of course he has he's about like six eight or something so of course he fits in uh so again i'm not too it's not too big of a sign if i think this is a great get sure like auto pointer jr when he was a wizard i thought he was fantastic but that was against damar and and he was a little bit more athletic back then so we'll see we'll see with auto porter jr i think that's a i think that's an okay fit um but i also don't think that the raptors are done I agree with you, Jay. I think there is going to be a couple of more moves just to shore up the point guard position. Uh, I don't think Nick Nurse uh, um, trusts Malachi yet. I don't know why. I think, yeah, there's something going on there. So I think that there has to be something to shore up that backup point guard position. I I think, you know what, actually, he he does trust him enough that he did not send him to summer league. That's a sign. Right, like, but I thought he didn't. I okay. So here's my guess: the the summer league is it just for rookies and sophomores? No, no you, you, you can put anybody if, if in there. The team feels like you need the reps; they'll send you there. Right? Uh, Barnes obviously doesn't need the reps, so he doesn't like right. need to go there. Right? It, it's I mean, not not Bar- yeah, that's true. Rookies and softs, yeah, because right? Barnes, Suggs, Cade, they're not all there. They because they're all like actually pretty important pieces and they don't want them to get injured. So whereas on the flip yeah, side, that's, Orlando that's sent sent, you know, Franz Wagner's there, right? Like so it really depends on where the organization feels like that player is in their development. Malachi Flynn, mm-hmm. good enough not to be in summer league. I mean it's it's not much of a that's not something you put on your resume, but like it's yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. Enough <laughs> good enough not to play in summer league. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I feel like there's something going on there. I, I just, I still think that Nurse just doesn't trust him. I don't, I don't know why. I, I have no idea. But I, you know, I hope he. I, if, if you're not gonna play him, play him in the 905. And if you're not gonna play him in the 905, you know, package him for a, a certain deal where he ha- he has a way to play. Hey, maybe, maybe he that's why he's not in summer league. What if that's why he's not in Ooh, summer league? Because maybe. hey, he might get included in this KD deal. Maybe. All right, that's enough Katie Doc for today. Let's see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if he's gone, you'll hear from us. If he's if he's staying, you'll probably still hear from us anyways. But until then, uh, let's let's throw out some weekly recommends. Let me start first. I want to shout out our guy, Adam Corsair, uh, and as well, uh, Connor Chambers. They are rebooting the South of the Six podcast. South of the Six, if you guys don't know, um, for listeners uh, for our listeners i know that you guys know who some of the things is because they st- they were there in the beginning for us uh adam was uh very very kind to us when we started the that's a rep podcast he invited us on there on his show and uh helped us out with his podcasting game he was basically the only boston resident that we knew that was a raptors fan so we had to ask him and he was just so courteous with his time always and he was so 
Um, he was a real true fan, and we love the friendship that we have with Adam. And the fact that they're coming back with South of the Sixth with Connor Chambers, who's also a good friend of, of the show. Uh, check them out, South of the Sixth podcast. You won't be disappointed. Uh, both of them are fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's my weekly recommend, guys. Dre, you want to go? You want me to go? Uh, you can go ahead. <laughs> all right. So this weekend, uh, all the talk right now in, from a basketball perspective is around two things here in Toronto. Number one, Summer League. Number two, Global Jam. But one thing that's not getting, I feel, enough publicity, again, because of all the other basketball events already happening in the NBA, is the WNBA. Their all-star game is this weekend. Oh, yes. So. As nice. part of my weekly recommends, I highly suggest watching the WNBA All-Star Game on Sunday. But one thing to look out for is they've implemented some new rules for the All-Star Game. And here they are. The shot clock is going to be reduced to 20 seconds, so it's going to be a lot faster. Free throw attempts are now automatic points. So if you're fouled in the act of shooting, what? you're automatically getting two points. No free throws. Another... Ooh. Pretty cool idea to speed up the game and possibly prevent fouling. Um, the only time you have to attempt a free throw is in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter and in overtime. And I saved the best for last. They are implementing a four-point shot. Go out there and watch nice. the WNBA All-Star Game on oh Sunday. Team Brianna, Team Stu Bird, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Her final year. That's good. Make it count. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. All right. Hashtag Dre, free Brittany Griner. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, please, please get her out of there. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, my mind is kind of all over the place because uh, for Films Fatale, which I will uh, incessantly plug in a second, um, I watch all sorts of crap. And something that I'm on right now, and I say this as a complete uh, newbie when it comes to anime, um, I've just started uh, Demon Slayer, which is a fantastic anime, and uh, I nice. do know that it becomes really, really, really good in Season 3, yet I'm only in the second season or so, and I already love it. The art style is fantastic. Um, it's very, uh, very gripping type of story. Yeah, if you want to see some real bloodshed and... Uh, beautiful art uh, demon slayer but i'm sure anybody who cares already knows that and people who don't probably won't watch it so i don't know why it's our weekly recommend but there it is hey it's your weekly recommend so it doesn't matter whatever you recommend uh i appreciate that so definitely check out south of the six uh the WNBA all-star game as well as demon slayer uh dre where can we find you brother you can find me on Instagram at I am left E Y E A M L E F T. And you can find me on, and you can find my film editorial and review website, films fatale, F I L M S F A T L E.com. No spaces. So I am still in the middle of my palm door project where I am reviewing every single palm door winner in existence. Um, by the time this episode drops, I'll be in the eighties. Um, the eighties were kind of so, so, but look forward to the 90s because I think I gave like six films perfect reviewing uh, scores throughout the 90s. Uh, the 90s are stacked AF when it comes to cans. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, otherwise, you can also follow my film podcast, The K-Cut, where uh, we go into all sorts of filmic shenanigans. Jay, what about you? I can be found on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Um, 
my writing, which has been on hiatus during this off season, uh, can be found on Raptors HQ, which is where you're finding this podcast. I have nothing else to plug. I can't wait for this summer to continue going because, uh, or sorry, I cannot wait for this KD trade to happen because I feel like that's stopping us all from continuing our summer plan. So KD, Really or can like anything to... can anything happen like uh, yeah i just saw the woge bombers like breaking news atlanta has Frank signed Nintendo. a dude for a year <laughs> and it's like guys come on like can we get something yeah, right. substantial please oh man that's it for that's rep thank you for uh listening and again i'm i'm really thankful for you guys joining me today uh we haven't talked for a while and so i can't wait to continue talking with that's a rap pod and until then that's a rep